Hello and welcome to the Sports at the Table podcast. On this podcast, I will be talking about the NFL, the NBA, and the NCAA, among other sports. I will give updates and analysis of what is going on around the sports world. Now that the NFL draft is officially in the books, I'd like to give my analysis on the first five picks. So let's get started. With the first pick, the Cincinnati Bengals took quarterback Joe Burrow. His draft stock rose significantly from the beginning of the season. This past year, he helped LSU win the national championship and picked up a Heisman Trophy along the way. He won several other prestigious awards because of his record-setting season at LSU, a season in which he accounted for 60 touchdowns and only had 6 interceptions. He is a very accurate quarterback, completing just over 76% of his passes. Even though he isn't the most athletic quarterback, he has shown the ability to get it done with his legs if necessary. As for why the Bengals took him over Chase Young, two words, Andy Dalton. League-wide, Andy Dalton is now regarded as an average to below-average quarterback. I say now because he has had success in the past. But with that being said, he has not been able to get even one playoff win for the Bengals. Even considering in the middle of the 2010s, the Bengals had one of the best rosters in the AFC, but they just weren't able to capitalize. Now, a lot of the blame does get put on Marvin Lewis, the head coach of the Bengals in that era, but I think Dalton definitely deserves some blame for it as well. Dalton has a career average completion percentage of just 62%, and in today's game, that is not good enough. It was time for the Bengals to move on, and what better way to do it than picking Ohio native Joe Burrow. By selecting Burrow, I believe they can not only compete for a playoff spot, but a Super Bowl as well. He will likely struggle early on being in a tough division and with brutal weather and outdoor stadiums. But all in all, this was the right pick for the Bengals. With the second pick, the Washington Redskins selected defensive end Chase Young. Considering he was regarded as the number one overall prospect in this year's draft, the Redskins got a steal with the second pick. Adding Young to the already stacked Redskins D-line will only speed up their rebuild. This year, this past year, the Redskins defense was ranked 27th overall in the year in the league. In 2019, the Redskins totaled 46 sacks, which was 10th highest in the league. And even though Chase Young missed two games at Ohio State this year, he still racked up 16 and a half sacks. 16 and a half. The Redskins were tied for eighth with 16 forced fumbles, and Young himself had seven this past year at Ohio State. Young uses his power, hand-fighting ability, and speed off the edge to obliterate offensive tackles. But as we all know, NFL tackles are much stronger and faster, so Young will definitely need to develop more techniques to rush the quarterback. And that's where head coach Ron Rivera and defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio come in. Del Rio helped Cleo Mack be the force that he is today. And as for Rivera, he coached players like Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis Sr., among many others. He was also the head coach when the Panthers went to the Super Bowl back in 2015. And in that year, the Panthers ranked 6th in overall defense. I believe Chase Young will flourish at the NFL level, and I wish good luck to all the offensive tackles out there. With the third pick, the Detroit Lions selected cornerback Jeff Okuda. Okuda was the number one cornerback prospect heading into the draft this year. Lions were sitting at Three, after recently shipping disgruntled veteran cornerback Darius Slay off to the Philadelphia Eagles. The first two picks were set in stone weeks before the draft had even started. 
but the same could not be said for the third overall selection. The Lions haven't had much success with their former number one overall pick, Matt Stafford. Rumors floated around that the Lions could take quarterback Justin Herbert out of Oregon or even Tua Tagovailoa out of Alabama. But Tua's family had stated that they did not want Tua to get drafted by the Lions. The Lions were also entertaining offers for the third pick, but they ultimately could not get a deal done. So the Lions decided to take Jeff Okuda. In 2019, at Ohio State, he had nine pass breakups, pass breakups and three interceptions. And in three seasons at Ohio State, he allowed a catch rate of just 43.2%, and QBs had a pass rating of 55.7 when they targeted Okuda's side. He was a bit grabby, but he did not have a single pass interference or defensive holding called against him in 2019. And this past year at Ohio State, he missed eight tackles. Uh, that was a miss rate of about 18%. Uh, but having a defensive-minded head coach will only help Okuda get adjusted to playing in the NFL. In a couple of years, he could be, even be coined as a lockdown corner. Even though he has to face Devontae Adams and Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson and Adam Thielen uh, two times a year each, uh, that's quite the task for a rookie, but I think he's definitely ready for it. I personally would have taken Isaiah Simmons because of his versatility at being able to play linebacker as well as cornerback as well as safety, but Okuda is definitely a justifiable, justifiable pick at number three for the Lions. The New York Giants took offensive tackle Andrew Thomas with the fourth overall pick. Thomas was regarded as one of the best, if not the best, offensive tackles in this year's class. He started out his freshman year at the University of Georgia by playing all 15 games at right tackle. In both his sophomore and junior year, he played 13 games at left tackle. The Giants were in need of offensive line help as they were ranked the 17th best offensive line in 2019. Even though Kevin Zeitler provided the steady play at guard that the Giants expected after they traded for him, it was not enough. Zeitler graded above a 70 as both a pass blocker and a run blocker this year, but the same could not be said about the tackle duo of Nate Solder and Mike Remmers. Solder allowed 57 pressures this season, which was 7 more than any other player. The duo allowed a combined 97 pressures, which was the most in the NFL. Rookie quarterback Daniel Jones faced constant pressure and that definitely hindered his play. The offensive line will be a crucial part in Daniel Jones' development. General manager Dave Gettleman loves hog mollies, big offensive and defensive linemen. He knows that building a strong offensive line will help Daniel Jones and that offense get better. As for why they went with Andrew Thomas, it is because he played 26 games at left tackle. It seems likely that current left tackle Nate Soldier's days are numbered. Thomas was Thomas was aggressive and physical when he worked against SEC defensive linemen in the run game. Although his pass protection needs work, it is still above average and serviceable for the time being. New offensive line coach Mark Colombo coached the fourth-ranked Dallas offensive line, and he can help make Thomas a future all-pro at left tackle. The Giants could have gone multiple ways, but Thomas was the right choice, and he can make a significant impact in helping turn this franchise back into a playoff contender. Several rumors floated around about what the Dolphins would do with the fifth overall pick. They decided to take quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. Last year, Tua was regarded as the number one overall quarterback prospect for the 2020 NFL Draft. But after Joe Burrow had a record-setting season at LSU, 
Tua slid down to the second overall quarterback prospect. Tua had a stellar career at the University of Alabama, where he threw for over 7,000 yards, had 87 touchdowns, and a completion percentage of 69.3%, and he only threw 11 interceptions. But a major red flag was his injury history. The most concerning injury came in November of 2019, a dislocated right hip with a posterior acetibular wall fracture. The injury kept him out for the remainder of the season while he recovered from the surgery, and it is the same injury that ended Bo Jackson's storied NFL career back in 1991. That raised concerns for many teams, but the Dolphins still selected him with the fifth pick. In 2019, the Dolphins' starting quarterback was 37-year-old Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick threw for just over 3,500 yards, had 20 touchdowns, a completion percentage of 62%, and he threw 13 interceptions. Fitzpatrick was ranked as the 14th best quarterback in the NFL last year. Allowing Tua to sit, learn, and get healthy behind Ryan Fitzpatrick will pay dividends for the franchise. Miami was not looking to win many games, but they fought hard in every game that they played in last year. They ended the season by winning five of their last nine games. Head coach Brian Flores wants to build a strong culture and dynasty in Miami. Many people around the league expected Miami to be in the rebuilding stages for years. But selecting 11 players in this year's draft and having a strong free agency are signs that the team is moving in the right direction. With Brady out of the AFC East, the division is up for grabs. Although the Bills are favorites, I think the Jets or Dolphins could make take home the division. I believe Tua will lead the Dolphins to a Super Bowl a few years down the line, but only time will tell if drafting Tua was the right move. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes.